the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And a glory. 10 o'clock. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420. The answer. Great stuff from Peter Kersenow. Uh, last half hour. Unexpected Kersenow is kind of the best kind of Kersenow. He mentioned that he was going to be unable to be there tonight due to a schedule conflict uh, at the Time Warp Bar, but it does indeed remind me to remind you. Tonight, we are going to be celebrating the president's acquittal, which should come at about 4 o'clock. The acquittal vote is scheduled, and I'm going to just call it what it is. It's an acquittal vote. Uh, there's not a chance that the president will be convicted. Um, if there is any honesty and decency in the Democrats, but... <laughs> right. Uh, they were, there would be a strong bipartisan opposition to conviction of the president. Uh, but we are going to celebrate the end to this ridiculous Ukrainian witch hunt story, this sham impeachment, uh, tonight at the Time Warp Bar in Westlake. It's at, uh, 262, hold on, let me see, uh, 26261, how do you say that, 26261 or 26261, my wife used to be a dispatcher, she always told me how to say these five-digit addresses. Either say the first two together or the or the or the, uh, the last two together. Either way, two six two six one Center Ridge Road in Westlake. Time Warp Bar, seven p.m. Come and join us for the acquittal bash, the Trump acquittal bash. It is going to be a great time. I will be there. I will be speaking. There's going to be a lot of great folks from the West Shore Republicans there. I know there's going to be a lot of candidates there. There are going to be a lot of uh, uh, other uh, organizations, uh, pub- uh, Republican organizations represented there, and we are going to have a celebration of the triumph of justice over political deceit. 
as we cheer on the acquittal of the President of the United States, President Donald J. Trump. So I really am looking forward to seeing you there tonight. I want to pack that place up from 7 to 9. It'll be a great time, I promise you. Uh, there will be free appetizers while they last, um, and there is no cover charge. It is free to, event, to attend the event, and there will be a cash bar. So uh, I hope to see you there tonight as we celebrate, because there ain't no party like an acquittal party, because acquittal parties don't stop. That's the way we're going to approach that thing tonight. Now, a couple of points. I, just, I, I had a really great conversation there with Peter about the impact of Nancy Pelosi ripping up President Trump's uh, speech at the end. Something that I believe is fully calculated. I don't think it was just a temper tantrum uh, where she just got mad at the end. I think that is something she wanted to do. She stood up, made sure that the uh, cameras were still on the president and thus her behind him, and made a big deal. She didn't do it down by her desk. She held it up in front of her her, her neck, essentially, as high as her neck to tear these up so everybody would see her uh, doing this. I think it was a calculated move. The question is is whether it was a good move or a bad move, whether it was something that has a positive effect for her and her party or a negative effect for the, for the president or vice versa. And um, here's what I put on my Twitter feed just a moment ago. And if you follow me on Twitter and Facebook, you'll see it there. And it's, uh, In fact, I put it on Facebook, too, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. I think there's a two-pronged effect. There's a short-term effect of the Nancy Pelosi tantrum. Short-term effect is it's it's successful. It's effective. She is making us talk about this today instead of uh, all of the incredible success that the president outlined uh, for the country last night. So short-term effect is she does take the great news included in that speech out of the news cycle. All right? That's, that's the reality of it. The long-term effect, however, though, I believe she will indeed, this meltdown of hers or this calculated meltdown, will drive rational, independent voters over to Team Trump. I really believe that. How many times have we seen liberal Democrats going bananas over the course of the last three years, whether it's in public displays, you know, screaming at the air or, 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 you know, screaming and attacking Sarah Huckabee Sanders and other members of the Trump administration in public places, following Maxine Waters' orders, you know, all of that stuff, right? How many times did we say over the last three years, that's why Trump got elected? These people, these bat bleep crazy liberals are why Trump got elected because they just polar are they're so polarizing and they are so tone deaf to middle America people just cannot stand that and I think that's what this is an example of that display last night by the liberal Democrats in the audience in the chamber sitting and not standing for things like the Tuskegee Airmen, sitting and not standing for news about women's uh, employment being at an all-time high, sitting not standing for news of African-American poverty decline, African-American job rises uh, or raises, and all of these kinds of things, they literally um, are driving rational, independent, non-Trump MAGA hat wearers, but non-Democrats either, driving them to Donald Trump. And they will be the reason he gets reelected. And they're going to look back at this, and they're going to remember that. Now, here's an example. This this example actually isn't 100% accurate because I'm speaking of um, uh, independents, rational independent voters. But what I want to play for you now from um, callers into C-SPAN last night are not independent voters, 
but Democrat voters responding to what they just saw and what they said has to have Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, or anybody else that might be the Democratic nominee furious with Nancy Pelosi right now. Seriously. They must be filled with rage or with, with, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, fear that this is going to be, this is a small microcosm of a much larger feeling among moderate Democrat voters. This is C-SPAN taking calls last night after the State of the Union address. Listen. I've been a Democrat for 70-something years. And what I've seen tonight of the Democrat Party, I am changing my mind. I mean, I'll probably still be a Democrat. But far as I'm electing for a goddamn Democrat, never again. I am a Democrat as well, but no longer will I vote Democrat. I think it's outrageous that they sat there when all these good things are happening to our country and how much we love our country, and they looked like they hated our country. And Nancy Pelosi, the whole time she's sitting up there with a disgusting look on her face, it's outrageous. I will never vote Democrat again, and I'm sick of it. And my whole family feels the same way. My husband, my friends are sitting here all former democrats we all voted for hillary last time and therefore never ever will we ever vote democrat again you know it's always portrayed that the democrats don't love their country well we love our country and we want to see it succeed but it appears to us that our our democratic party's been stolen from us by a bunch of communists and no longer Will our family ever vote Democrat again? I am literally disgusted with Pelosi and the Democrats' behavior, the way she teared up his speech behind him at the end. I was a registered Democrat. I have gone independent. I'm leaning GOP now. With a simple rip of a paper, Nancy Pelosi has pretty much sealed the deal of a re-election of Donald Trump. I'd like to remind you, those weren't calls to the Bob France Authority. Those weren't calls to Sean Hannity. Those weren't calls to Fox News. Those were calls to C-SPAN. C-SPAN. Nonpartisan C-SPAN. The one CNN, one MSNBC. It's C-SPAN. I want you to think about what that means, big picture. Democrats turning away from the Democrat Party because of the show that they put on last night, the show of disgust and disrespect for this country and for her institutions. Those are Democrats. Imagine what independents are going to do. James in uh, Lorain County, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, James, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Hi, James. Yeah, I can dig that. I can dig that with two shovels. Uh can you hear me all right? Yeah, go ahead. Great. Hey, Nancy Pelosi's stunt was I uh, planned. I agree with you. And uh, it was, you know, premeditated, contrived. And what she did, despite what she did, it doesn't measure up to what uh, the great Clevelander Chuck uh, McGee, or Charles McGee, I Charles should say. McGee. Right. Uh, it doesn't, you know, 100 years from now, they're not going to remember what Nancy Pelosi did with some pieces of paper. But, uh, you know, a lot of people see it differently. And if you're a Democrat, you should walk away. I mean, what I saw last night was she was ripping up the Constitution or maybe the independent, you know, Declaration of Independence of 13 states. 
How many times? That's a, yeah, they, you know, you're, you're right, James. And that's the same thing I put on social media last night. And thanks for the call. I'm going to move on. Um, what she did last night was she tore up the 100-year-old Tuskegee Airmen. She tore up the American girl tortured then killed by ISIS in the president's speech. She tore up the soldier killed by Soleimani referenced in the Americans or the president's speech. She tore up the two-year-old child benefiting from neonatal care and surviving after being born uh, at one pound at 21 weeks. She tore up Americans having jobs and prosperity. She tore up Amer- African-Americans having the lowest unemployment rate ever. She tore up women uh, getting more jobs than ever. She tore up all of those things when she tore up that speech. And she's going to be held accountable for it. Forget about 100 years from now. How about nine months from now? She will have helped reelect President Donald Trump nine months from now. Joanne is in Twinsburg. Hi, no, uh, Joanne. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. How are you? Good. You know, if you, you know, you're, you and Chris and I were talking about if this was premeditated. If you, I didn't notice it so much last night watching, but I noticed it this morning when you're watching clips of things that President Trump said and her behind him. She was handed that speech in a presidential folder. You watch her. She's pulling the pages out as he's talking. She was absolutely planning on tearing that speech up. There is no doubt in my mind. She's despicable. That is a great observation. You're 100%, 100% correct. I thought that she only did that at the beginning because she knew she wanted to have something to do, so she didn't have to look up and pay attention during the speech, and she wanted to shuffle papers. I thought that's why she was doing that. But the fact that she did then, stack by stack, I think four different rips, tear them up, means it shows that it was indeed um, premeditated. That was her plan from the very beginning. Joanne, thanks so much Absolutely. for the phone call. Absolutely. She... She's, un- she's unbelievable. She really is. And, and like I said, she's going to help reelect the president of the United States. Joanne, thank you so much. Don't forget, we got a party tonight. We are going to be celebrating the acquittal of the president of the United States and the amazing prosperity of the United States at the acquittal party of the president tonight. It's the president's acquittal bash. The West Shore Republicans and I are going to put this event on. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Time Warp Bar in Westlake, 7 p.m. Come and celebrate the acquittal of the president with us. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Very, very happy. What an amazing four days, seriously. The Democrats destroy any. Did you? I, I got to play this for you. You know, this is their big rollout. They cannot wait. It's time to get out there and find somebody to destroy Donald Trump. We have to beat Donald Trump. The Iowa caucuses. What you're going to hear right now is a bit of a, a mashup, a supercut of uh, the, the results of the Iowa caucuses from the Democrats. It starts with Tom Perez, the DNC chair, talking about what an amazing event this is going to be. This is what Democrats bring you, friends. Listen. In less than 100 days, as you know, until the most transparent, successful, accessible caucus in the history of the great state of Iowa. Problems with the reporting process in last night's caucuses means there are no official results from Iowa to report. Nothing. You've seen some dumpster fires in your lifetime. Where does this rank? This is pretty high. We're talking about a lot of embarrassing things that happened last night. What we have this morning so far is chaos. I mean, it's chaos. (laughs) If an impeachment trial is unfolding, 
right around the same time, the caucuses, the debates, what are you going to do? Democrats and our senators can walk and chew gum. We can walk and chew gum at the DNC. We must, as Democrats, <laughs> walk and chew gum, and that's exactly what we're doing. The energy is off the charts. We'll have record turnout in Iowa. We're organizing everywhere. We're investing everywhere. And they're failing. They're failing at literally the one job that they had, which is count the votes. Yeah. Well, this is a disaster. This is an unmitigated disaster. It's a disaster. The Biden campaign ripping the Iowa Democratic Party. It's a disaster for them. It's just part of a tremendous week for the president. The Iowa caucuses are horrible. Uh, Democrats cannot get out of their own way. The president gives a home run speech. Nancy Pelosi punctuates it with, with with a moment that is going to be replayed on television commercials for Team Trump for the next nine months. Uh, the president has a 49% approval rating despite 100% negative mainstream media coverage, three percentage points higher than Barack Obama had with his adoring media coverage. And, oh, by the way, then today the impeachment sham comes to an end as he is acquitted overwhelmingly in the United States Senate. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, BJ's in North Olmstead next. Hi, BJ, go ahead. Thank you, Bob. I'm looking forward to tonight. And I hope some people are packing, because I have to bring this up at this point, after all we've seen. These very people in our history, from 68 on, when they can't get what they want, they start to turn violent. And if they make the mistake of turning violent in this country, they have no idea what they're in for. They, they, they're, they're, when they are violent with their talk, they're violent with their behavior, and then they're going to start getting violent physically. We see that more times than not with them. I cannot explain or understand why the bitterness of at least a third of our country is so hateful for all the gifts we have in our country. Tonight, you, you folks over there at the warp or time warp are going to be celebrating what should be celebrated. These people are going to be grieving over it, and this is the real tragedy what's happening. I'm more concerned with the behavior of the American people on the negative side of, of the good things that are happening in our country than I am from outside influences and, and wars. And uh, and God willing, this will be overcome. I have to be optimistic with what's happening tonight. Thank you for your time. And you've been doing a great job on the year, Bob. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, uh, BJ. And uh, and I, yeah, we are, we are going to celebrate, and we are going to continue to defend this great country. Uh, and it's going to be a wonderful event tonight, 7 p.m. in Westlake, the Time Warp Bar. If you are in the area, uh, stop by. If you are not in the area, get in the area and stop by. It is going to be a great event. We are going to celebrate the acquittal of the president, which means it's not just celebrating the acquittal, seriously. It's celebrating the end of, of one of the most extraordinarily uh, repugnant events in modern American history, and that is inventing articles of impeachment uh, that do not exist, crimes that cannot be identified just to follow through on a promise that was made prior to November 8th of uh, 2016, and that is if he wins, we will impeach him. It was the most repugnant thing that I think maybe we've ever seen in the history of presidential politics, and we're going to celebrate an end to that tonight, 7 p.m., Time Warp Bar in Westlake. I hope to see you there. Coming up after the news, you know that one of the architects of this ridiculous sham impeachment was pencil neck Adam Schiff. What would you give to get rid of Adam Schiff, to get him out of our Congress, get him out of the people's house? Coming up, we're going to talk to a man whose goal, whose mission is exactly that. Republican challenger to Adam Schiff, Eric Early, is going to join us to talk about that. Coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. 
1035, we continue. Thanks for joining us on The Authority. We've got 25 minutes of Outstanding Awesome left for you. Then you're going to have Mike Gallagher. You're going to have Dennis Prager. You're going to have Dr. G, America First, Sebastian Gorka. You're going to have uh, Jay Sekulow Live. And, of course, Larry Elder. I cannot wait to hear all of their analyses of uh, the State of the Union Address. But before I go to our... Uh, our guest here, uh, last night after the State of the Union Address, which I had to watch late because my son had a basketball game last night. Huge win, by the way. Congrats to EC over Fairview. Um, but uh, I had to watch it late, watch it on tape delay, or DVR. So I got to posting some of this a little later than others. But here's what I wrote on Twitter last, or excuse me, on Facebook last night. I made two posts. One was, breaking news, Nancy Pelosi has apologized for tearing the president's speech in half. Turns out she thought it was the Constitution. That was pretty good. I'll give myself credit for that. About 465 people immediately liked that one. It's been shared over 1,000 times on Facebook. Pretty happy with that. But right after that, I tweeted this. Tomorrow, or excuse me, Facebook commented this. Tomorrow, after his acquittal, President Trump should call a press conference and in front of the assembled media, rip the articles of impeachment in half, then walk away. In response, of course, to Nancy Pelosi, uh, tearing apart, uh, tearing the president's speech in half yesterday. I did not expect this, and I am not telling you he got the idea from me, and I'm not suggesting I have this outsized influence, because I'm sure I do not. But this morning, tweeted by Donald Trump Jr. at 9 a.m., the president's son, he tweeted, quote, Well, at real Donald Trump will have the last laugh when he gets to shred Nancy Pelosi's, I'm sorry, nasty Nancy's bull blank articles of impeachment later today. Swear to God. Donald Trump Jr., maybe it's great minds think alike. I hope he does this. After the 4 o'clock vote to acquit him, which will happen, I hope he calls a presser and tears the articles of impeachment up. I mean as slowly and dramatically and as methodically as Nancy Pelosi did with his speech last night. I love that. All right. Speaking of impeachment, we know that uh, the lead impeachment manager for the House, excuse me, for the Democrat-led House, was Pennsylvania Schiff. Adam Schiff uh, embarrassed himself. He embarrassed this country. He, I would say he embarrassed the state of California, but I can't because I think they're pretty proud of him out there. If there was one thing that would make this week better, it would be to get some idea and belief that Adam Schiff is on his way out of the people's house. Uh, he doesn't deserve to occupy a space there. And joining us now is a man who would like to make that a reality. Eric Early is a candidate for Congress. He is the anti-Schiff running against Adam Schiff in California. He is an attorney uh, in uh uh, uh, Santa Barbara, California. Eric Early joins us now here in Cleveland, Ohio, on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, Mr. Early, thanks for the time this morning. How are you, sir? I'm good, Bob. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. We can't vote for you out here, obviously. But you know what? I, I just I wanted to talk to you because uh, I think this nation has had its full, or fill, rather, of Adam Schiff, <clears throat> both in his ridiculous, bunker-held, um, lack-of-due-process-providing impeachment inquiry hearings, all the way through his grandstanding speeches on the floor of the United States Senate in the impeachment trial, we have had more than enough of Adam Schiff. And if there is somebody who can remove him from uh, uh, from uh, our, our eyes and ears, we would be eternally grateful. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, and uh, Bob, first I'm doing everything I can to uh, send that guy packing. I've called him a, uh, a low-rent clown acting like he's a high-rent state statesman. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, 
Uh, I run a law firm that I started. Uh, 30 lawyers were uh, nationally recognized. We practiced in all the courts of California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Florida. We do business litigation. And, uh, you know, I live in the district out here. It's California's 28th district. I've got a great family. I'm an empty nester. Uh, my fiance uh, has a son and a baby. My dad was Marine. And, uh, you know, I, I sat and I watched this guy shift lie to me and lie to all of us during that Russia host thing. You know, I'd watch the Sunday morning shows, and I didn't see anybody uh, who could walk, talk, and speak them at the same time step up. So I stepped up. I spoke to my family. I spoke to the political folks I know. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going after this guy. I've been endorsed by the California Republican Party and L.A. County Republican Party and all kinds of great people and organizations out here. And uh, I'm taking it to this guy because I don't know him personally, but I dislike him immensely. Well, you know what? You, we can take that a step further if you want. Uh, you called him a low-rent clown, but you called him more than that in an interview with uh, the Santa Barbara Independent. Uh, Adam Schiff is a viper. Uh, you said to the Independent, I care deeply about this country, and I hate Adam Schiff with a passion. <laughs> you got a lot of fans out here, I can tell you that, because we feel the same way. Uh, is, is, that, is that what it takes, though, Eric, in terms of an approach? You're obviously in one of the bluest states in America, uh, in, in the county. L.A. County as well. Um, it's an incredibly uphill fight to try to uh, remove somebody like Adam Schiff from office. Do you have to do that full frontal, I hate you, I'm coming for you assault, uh, because being subtle no, isn't going to work? Listen, first of all, with the hate, I think the uh, I think that particular journalist uh, embellished a little bit. Uh, but, um, but regardless... Well, I'll uh, say it then. I hate I, him. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I... But it, it, it will require a full frontal assault. Uh, you know, I don't play games. I don't kid around. I don't like this guy. I entered into this race because uh, I support our president. I love our country. I've watched this guy undermine our Constitution. I've watched this guy get on and lie every single day of the week. I see how sanctimonious he is. He thinks people like us, Bob, are just morons. You could see it in his voice. And we got to take it to this guy. Uh and, and so what I'm doing is because, yes, the district is heavily Democrat. but uh, And so I have to uh, break apart a bunch of moderate Democrats, uh, as well as the uh, Republicans who support me and many, many independents that support me. But um, the way I'm working on the moderate Democrats and talking to them is uh, Schiff has abandoned our district for 20 years. Abandoned it. He's done nothing. When you look at his record, you would be shocked. He's run off to Washington to do whatever it is that he's doing. Homelessness is big problem out here, huge problem. Uh, we're on the verge of a major health crisis. If, God forbid, for example, that coronavirus gets into one of those homeless encampments, uh, it would be a disaster. Schiff has done nothing. I've got plans to deal with that. Crime is on the rise. Tax is out of control. And another big issue for me, Bob, and uh, which Schiff has never gone near, uh, is... Uh, what I said, what I talked about in that article that you just quoted, mm-hmm. and it's what I call the uh, creeping social justice warrior takeover of our schools. These people are getting into our schools. They're indoctrinating our children with anti-American, pro-socialist, racially, religiously divisive, sexually crazy stuff. And I'm leading a lawsuit right now, uh, representing over 300 great citizens up in Santa Barbara, suing the school district up there. Uh, to get one of these organizations out of the school, and I, I think we're going to be successful. 
And uh, so I'm hearing from people all around the country saying, Eric, what can we do about this? It's happening in our schools, too. And if I'm lucky enough to get to Washington, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. First thing I'm thinking I'll try to do is hold federal funding over all of the, over the heads of all these public school districts and private, private schools that are uh, that get tons of that money and that are bringing these people into the schools to indoctrinate our kids. So, you know, I've got a message, and that message, by the way, is resonating across the board except with the far left uh, because people love their kids, and, and, and most people uh, care and don't want to see, uh, see these groups get hold of their brains. Eric, we're talking with uh, Los Angeles attorney Eric Early, who is a candidate for Congress in Adam Schiff's district. That's right. He's trying to take on pencil neck head on, wants to remove him from the people's house. And uh, for that, we are eternally grateful. Whether you're successful or not, I love the the fact that you are trying this. Eric, um, as it pertains to the creeping social justice warrior alt-left takeover of schools, you're 100% right. Last night, the president featured a young girl, a young African-American girl, who was trapped in a bad public school system, who was not getting the opportunity uh, because of, of votes, of course, in Pennsylvania and in other places against school choice, an opportunity to be put into a better school. Her parents want the best for her. And, and you know, this has, been a, this has been a big fight. And when the president announced there was going to be a full scholarship for her to go wherever it is that she wants to go, it was a wonderful gesture, a great message. And Democrats sat. They didn't even stand up and applaud. Good for this girl getting an opportunity to be, make something better of her life, for her mother to give her an opportunity in a different school. That's what America should be all about, getting people, giving people a chance to make themselves and their children's lives better uh, rather than holding them down. Why do you suppose this is such uh, you know, a hill to die on for a lot of Democrats? Uh, first of all, that. I applaud the president. I'm very happy for that girl, and I'm very happy for kids like her around the country who will hopefully get that same opportunity. Uh, you know, the Democrats, they want to... These people are... We have the far left running the Democrat Party right now. We have those psychos, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar, AOC, running that party right now. And so in answer to your question... They want to take over the schools. They want kids in there getting brainwashed with this ideology that would turn America into a second- or third-rate nation. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievable what's happened to the Democrat Party out there. Many moderate Democrats are shocked by what's become of that party. And these, these evildoers are the ones running Pelosi. They're running Schiff. They're running all of them because Pelosi and Schiff are terrified that if they don't do the bidding of, of those folks, that they will come out and rip Schiff and Pelosi to pieces, uh, you know. And uh, and while I'm on the subject, watching Pelosi rip up that speech at the end yeah. of the day was sickening to me. She's she's classless. She's incredibly angry. She's filled with rage. And and these Pelosi's and these uh, Schiffs and and all the other ones, they're like a group of uh, entitled, spoiled, rage-filled babies who if they don't get exactly what they want, they go nuts. We've got to take back the House, and I'm doing my best to take this guy's ship out. Well, I'll tell you what, he is a viper. He is that, and it's uh, it's such important work that you're doing to try to make this happen. Uh, Eric Early, again, we can't vote for you out there, but can you take money from other states? I can take money from other states. I'm getting, uh, I've got a, a national small donor campaign going on. I'm getting great donations from 
Give that information here. Yeah, we can't vote for you, but let's see if we can help you out that way. How can people donate to you if they want to help you get rid of Adam Schiff? www.ericearly.com, E-R-I-C-E-A-R-L-Y.com, and I'd appreciate all your listeners' support. Well, I'll tell you what, you, you've got our support, uh, you know, in spirit and hopefully in money as well. I know it's going to be an uphill battle to get rid of Adam Schiff, but if you're willing to take on the fight, the, the least we can do as Americans who are concerned about this country is back you. Uh, Eric Early, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Good luck to you, sir. Thanks very much for having me, and all my best to the great people of Cleveland. Thank you very much, Eric. Eric Early from Los Angeles. He's trying to take the pencil neck out. It is a big, big task, but uh, I think we should support him. I do. I really, I, you know, there's a lot of local candidates that I want you to support as well. And we'll talk about that, of course, as we get closer to the primaries in March, but, uh, but that's a big deal. Uh, if we can get rid of Adam Schiff, that would be a very, very big deal for the future of this country. All right, 1048, we'll get a quick timeout. Last one, if you want to get in, uh, about the State of the Union speech last night, about Nancy Pelosi, about the president, any of those things, about the acquittal party we're holding tonight. Dial now, we'll get you on the air coming up, AM 1420, The Answer. Ten fifty one, final segment of the broadcast. Let's get as many calls as we can in response to the State of the Union last night and in advance of the acquittal of the president of this ridiculous charge that never should have been brought uh, in the United States Senate today at four o'clock. Frank in Brook Park is up. Hi, Frank. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, the woman in white yesterday, Nancy Pelosi's gang. Yeah, they looked just. They reminded me vividly of the Ku Klux Klan. Like a mob of the Ku Klux Klan, it was disgusting. And that's that interesting. Was... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make that connection myself. I also did not hear. Did they announce why they all dressed in white yesterday? Did Did we get like a? a I don't a... know. I don't. Okay. I don't remember if they did. I didn't catch it. They're making a statement of some sort. I just didn't hear what it was. I'm sure it wasn't that, but uh, but I'm kind of curious as to what it was. I know that last year they were talking about wearing all red so that they would look like the uh, women in The Handmaid's Tale, which is the dystopian. Uh, uh, you know, era when uh, 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 women didn't have any rights and that sort of thing, trying to proclaim that President Trump was withhold, uh, withholding rights from women. So I know they're making a statement. I just don't know what it was. But they really looked like a mob of Ku Klux Klan, which is to intimidate and bring fear. To, and that's what it brought into my heart and my gut. Well, well, I didn't fear them. I, I, in my opinion, Frank, and thank you for giving me yours, my friend. God bless. Appreciate the call. I didn't fear, didn't get any fear in my heart from them, and I didn't think Klan either. But, but I did get just disgust. I was disgusted by them because they, because they all dressed the same. They and all sat together. They were very, very noticeable. Obviously, with the, uh, you know, the aerial shots or the, you know, the, the, you know, top-down shots, or whatever you want to call it, within a building, uh, of of what they were doing and the. Just the, the, the again, they, they look like a, a class full of third graders throwing tantrums. As the rest of the body, the rest of the chamber, including the guests in the balcony, um, you know, as they sat there, or stood, I should say, and applauded wonderful things that are not partisan. Like, hey, black people are doing better. They're not, uh, you know, their uh, uh, black uh, poverty rate is at an all-time low. Black joblessness rate is at an all-time low, et cetera. Those are things that we should all stand up and say, awesome. America works for everybody. Latino and Hispanic uh, joblessness, all-time low. Women, 
Uh, wages at an all-time high. And, uh, and, and what, what else was the other stat that he gave? 72% of the jobs that were filled last year were filled by women. That should be something that has all of those women in white standing and applauding, saying, that's, that's good, that's cool. But they can't. Because to applaud it and to rise would it be to acknowledge that Trump did something well and Trump's policies led to something good. They refuse to say, look, it's been said a number of times and it was on full display last night. These demon rats hate Donald Trump more than they love their country. And quite frankly, I think we could take that a step further after last night and after watching Nancy and the rest of them. They hate this country. They don't just hate Trump more than they love their country. They don't love their country at all. They hate what America is. And I'm glad that it was on display for all of the country to see. And they will remind them of that. The, the American voters, particularly rational independents, and as you heard from that C-SPAN collection of calls that I played, even Democrats, moderate Democrats, are so disgusted by them, they're going to send them packing. You hate this country so much, then you have no business leading it. Tom and Medina next. Hi, Tom, go ahead. Hey, Bob, I just want to chime in. i got a couple things for you. Um, what you talked about in the opening of the show, you know, accomplishments over impeachment, there's so many things. There's lists and lists. Let's talk about the USMCA that this president's got done and the China trade deal. There's 7 million open jobs in this country and only 4 million people to fill them. Um, so, so this stuff that, that Nancy Pelosi and, and these Democrats are doing have just uh, divided and divided and divided this country. And you, you heard it from, from those calls to C-SPAN. People are, are, are tired of it. Um, they're, they're moving on from this uh, far-left socialist uh, Democrat party. And and we just have to keep working to to keep pushing the accomplishments of this president, and let's let's get him reelected in 2020. That's exactly what it's all about. And in, in in the course of doing that, thank you for the call, Tom. It's reminding everybody what socialism is. You're saying that America is tired of it and they're moving on from the socialist mentality. I wish that were true because the Democrats are trying to nominate one. I mean that literally. They, they, two of the top four contenders are socialists, and the other two are just socialists that haven't admitted it yet. That's that's the, the real danger of this whole thing. So I hope we're ready to move on from that, but time will tell. TJ, go ahead, TJ. You know, Bob, what Trump did was magnificent last night. You know, every day we hear stories about illegal victims, uh, dry uh, bombing victims and uh, roadside bomb victims. Uh, criminal justice reform. We hear news stories. What he did was effectively put a personal face on all of these news stories, and it was effective. And to me, the one time it even brought a little tears to my eye when he brought that sergeant down to reunite with his family from Afghanistan. Yeah. And I know personally, Bob, what it's like coming home from war and being reunited with your loved ones. And these clowns couldn't stand. They couldn't cheer. They sat there with a sour puss on their face. They flashed the Sherrod Brown the one time. The guy looked like he was eating a dill pickle. You know, and, and, and I'm telling you, these are the people that are representing us. How the heck did we vote? Or not you and me, but how did yeah. this guy get voted for re-election? If he votes to remove our president today, and the majority of Ohioan voters want Trump to stay in office, this guy should start to be recalled. You know, Sherrod Brown. I mean, I really mean that. A recall notice should be started on him because he's got, what, like four or five more years there? Yeah. It's well, time you, to get yeah, rid of this clown. 
Yeah, but you know as well as I do, his argument is going to be, I was elected by people who wanted me to stand up to Donald Trump and, and to remove him for a variety of reasons. So my vote is going to be on the behalf of my constituents, the voting block that elected me to the Senate. So there's not going to be any grounds to recall him other than what you and I know to be the case. Uh, TJ, thanks for the call, my friend. I want to leave it this way because I'm out of, just about out of time here. I want to remind you, tonight... We celebrate. We celebrate the president's record high 49% approval rating in February of his reelection year. 3% higher than that of Barack Obama despite fawning, adoring media coverage in his reelection year. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Westlake, Time Warp Bar. We celebrate the acquittal of the president and the end to the sham impeachment show. An end to the shift show. It's long overdue. But today, the president will be free of that and can go back to working on behalf of the American people and winning re-election. Tonight at the Time Warp Bar, 7 o'clock in Westlake, I hope to see you there. Join me, my friends from the West Shore Republicans, and more. We'll have a great time together. I look forward to seeing you tonight and tomorrow back on the Bob France Authority. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.